it's important to know that being present with your purpose is good, but don't let your purpose be what thing is knowing that your purpose can change throughout your life, right? Like it's so black, white, well. So it's like having that awareness is important because sometimes people zone in on one thing, like this is just my purpose, but it's important to know that it can change like throughout life, right? Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. And I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game Talk That Talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. I'm telling you, you will not be able to keep your cheering to a minimum with this guest. You'll see what I did there in a moment. Jordan Brown is our guest today and is also author of A Mind of Cheer. A Mind of Cheer is an innovative and interactive book designed to channel the philosophy of cheering through all aspects of life. Jordan is originally from the Midwest and cheered throughout her entire college career. She has been involved in cheerleading for over 20 years and continues to share her passion of cheerleading through coaching and applying the cheer concepts of everyday life. I cannot wait for this conversation. Wherever you are, clap your hands, stomp your feet. Welcome to superhero Jordan Brown. <laughs> Hi. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Great to have you. Appreciate the smiles and good vibes. I know this is going to be epic. So we are also glad you're here, too. Yeah. So I guess it's time. To, let's let's dive right in. Let, let's go right at this thing. Jordan, tell us who you are, where you're from. And let's say, how did you fall in love with cheerleading? How did that happen? So I'm originally from the Midwest. I grew up in Indiana and Illinois. When I was younger, my brother was playing football and I would go to his games and I would see like these very happy, bright you know, individuals, like so excited, smiling and so positive. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, you know, I looked up to them. I was like, oh, you know, I want to be like them, right? They're bringing so much joy, so much positivity. So, you know, I started to engage more and my mom was a cheerleader in college. And so I started learning about cheer from her. And then my brother, he was part of the team. And so I would go and watch the cheerleaders. They would come up to me and like talk to me. And I was just like, wow. So, you know, growing up, I really, really enjoyed it. So I started, you know, to try out and be involved in it. And then I cheered throughout college. And I absolutely love it. It just brings so much positivity, so much joy, so much excitement. So I've always continued to channel this like energy and positive mindset through everything that I do. So I've, I've always loved cheerleading so much. And now I'm here in beautiful San Diego, California, doing the things that I love. So yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And it's a true testament to, it's, it's also a true testament to, we often want to be what we see. So it's like what you had a chance to experience and see. And then your mom, you're like, you know what? That feels good. I'm going to give that yes. a shot. And then kind of stuck. Is it, is it easy? Was it easy starting out and being a cheerleader and you're cheering at a high level? 
That, that's had to be simple, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. It's a lot of hard work. Um, you know, some people don't really under, understand until you're actually in it. The things that you do, it takes a lot of discipline. You have to work really, really hard. Work ethic is intense. And so it's it's not easy. You you fail a lot, but then you keep going and then you learn and <laughs> and then eventually you get it. But it is a lot of hard work. So can you which can you is can you share with our listeners like what 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 does the hard work entail? Like how how hard is it? Because most people see it as like, oh, they're just cheering, they're just dancing, they're just doing some flips. But actually doing flips and, and putting your body in that in, in those certain positions, that's really difficult. It takes a lot of courage. So can you please explain, like, um, can you give your definition of, like, how difficult it is? It's pretty difficult. There's different components with cheerleading. So you have, you know, your chants that you have to memorize and you have your motion base to memorize and that has to hit a certain word. So literally, I would write out the chants, I would write out every little motion, memorize it, and then you have to repeat it, you have to continue to do it. And sometimes there's about like 20 to 30 cheers, chants, that you have to memorize. And that's just one component. And then you have your stunts, your tumbling. With the tumbling, there's mind blocks. Those are really intense. And you have to overcome those to be able to do it. So overcoming mind blocks and then executing is pretty hard to do it sometimes but once you get it it clicks but it it takes a lot of hard work in each component of cheerleading but once you get it down you practice it you know then it becomes more of a flow which is where you see us on the sidelines and you know during timeouts and during halftime and competitions you you see that part of it but you don't see all the hard work that goes behind it and it is it is pretty intense but the work ethic that you learn, you can apply that in other areas. And whatever industry that you're in, if you execute that work ethic, then you see outcomes. Then you see that halftime show, which is is really important. So I've the work ethic from cheerleading, I've applied it in all areas of my life and it it works. So Thank you for sharing that. It's funny because, again, it, folks that do anything at an elite level end up making it look easy. That because some right. people, oh, I, I, it's nothing like hearing even, let's say, Prince in the NFL, me as a speaker, I could catch, I could run, or I can speak, or I can sh- People see things down at a high level and feel like they can do it. So it's always interesting that folks, hey, there's a lot of work ethic that goes into being this. And so I'm really glad that you like went into that a little bit and dove a little bit deeper. I'll also ask, you know, what do you think, what is something uh, that people may think about cheerleaders that is not true, that they completely get it wrong? Let's say, for example, sometimes professional athletes, in this case, Prince, oh, well, you know, professional athletes, or if you're in the NFL, you never, you're not insecure. You never have worries because you, uh, you're good at what you do and you get paid. So what is something that you think exists in the minds of others about cheerleaders that is not true? I would say that they don't, hmm. I would probably say that they don't have like a lot of things going on because they they really they really do they are so involved not just you know on the sidelines they are involved in the community 
and their school and part of clubs and part of organizations, their leadership literally is above and beyond. And they abide so much of uplifting the community in so many different things that they do. And either it's getting an A on a test, you know, that is very important. And sometimes people don't really see that. They just think that they're cheering on the side, but they really drive so much of what they learn and cheer into their studies, into their organizations, into their community, into taking care of themselves. That is beyond like this world. And it's so important that people know that because sometimes they don't, they don't really think that, but they literally do channel what they're learning into all areas. So that's really, really important to know. And sometimes they aren't given um, enough credit. And I feel like they definitely should because they put so much of their heart into the community that it's really important to know their love and support for the community is really true. And that's very valuable. So thank you. Whoa, now that was, she should have just dropped the mic after that. She should have just dropped the mic <laughs> because that, that was beautiful. No, just shining light on 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 those those things because we're all human beings, right? And we, we choose these professions, but when we choose these professions, we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to become that for the rest of our lives. And so there's still a humanitarian part of us that that wants to go and give and wants to be a part of, of of society and give back. And and we find it in our heart while we're also uh, committed to our, our careers and our profession, you know, to, to, to go and do the philanthropy things like um, volunteer here our time, because that's the most precious thing. And that's the one thing that you cannot get back. And so when we, we, we go and, and spend time and give our time and, and our efforts and our energy to helping others out, a lot of people don't see that and they don't cheer that on. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, you know, <laughs> just more so um, like, oh, OK, that's good that they're doing that. But they don't really understand the heart that's that's behind it. It's not just cheerleading, but it's also um, being the cheerleader for life and just making sure that everyone else is uh, included and understand that we are we are human beings to make the world a better place. So thank you for you know shining shining light on that. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. I know we'll talk. Yeah. You know, touch on the humanitarian piece for sure. You know, and you know you've uh, in your transition pieces because you, you've had those transitions, and you've been able to take you know, what cheers brought to you and take it to other people from the actual physical aspect. And let's say the, the industry lifestyle of cheering, was that a difficult transition to step away officially from, you know, the, the cheer game, you know, from you participating in it personally. And was that difficult? Absolutely. It was difficult. You know, cheer, the team was part of my family, right. And having that support, that uplifting energy, Stepping away from that is very, very challenging. And going into a space that you don't really know, like so you graduate from high school or college and you don't have cheer anymore, you're in this space and it can feel a little confusing and sad. So with that, I dove into things that make me really like feel uplifted and that's when I engage more into affirmations and that's when I learned how an affirmation is actually really similar to a cheer chant 
It's a short phrase. You repeat it three to four times. You say it, you mean it, you believe it. And your thoughts really do come to life. So for example, this morning, I was thinking about my school and I was walking along the beach and I was at a coffee shop and I saw a gentleman there at the register with a Southern Illinois sweatshirt. And I said, he said, good morning. And I said, well, good morning. Do you go to Southern Illinois? Or did you, have you been there? And he's like, no, I saw this at a thrift store. And I was like, well, wait, wait, well, I was just thinking about my school. And then you, I see this gentleman and I was like, wow, like you, your thoughts really do come, you know, to life. So it's really important, you know, I'm going to tie it back to the cheer chant, like saying it, meaning it, believing it, the affirmation, like I am strong, I am loved. Repeating that helps when you are, say, away or you step away from your cheer family or you graduated. Having those self-positive reframing thoughts really do shape your reality. And that's super important to have when you're going through life. So, Wow, that is super awesome. Now, speaking of shaping yeah. realities, um, you, you know, pre-show, you had mentioned to us that you had a chance to travel. And one of your favorite places was to travel to northern India, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, can you tell us, uh, in, through, through your transition, um, did traveling help you with, um, with, with your transition in life and just being able to see other things um, about different cultures and how they live? Did it open your mind up? Absolutely. You guys, I was very scared to go. <laughs> I've never been out of the country. I didn't know what I was doing, but there was this adrenaline and this courage within me that I was like, I'm just going to go for it. You know, kind of like in cheerleading, it's like when you learn like a new stunt, there's this adrenaline and this courage. You're like, I'm just going to go for it. So I'm like, I, I did that with India. I went to Northern India and oh my gosh, it was mind-blowing like literally the culture just opened my mind their enlightenment their joy for like the simplest things like clean water it was just like it brought this perspective of gratitude and the way they had joy for the simplest like thing that we take for granted literally just uplifted my heart the the work ethic that i saw in northern india there's ladies who are in their 70s 60s 70s walking the himalayan mountains with giant lavender bushes like on their backs and I'm like their perseverance their work ethic is so intense and it's like you know it's inspiring and gratitude you know fulfills my heart but it's like their work ethic it's like I felt like I came back I was like I need to step it up like they're like walking in miles and miles hills of the Himalayans you know like I was like, wow, it was just a huge perspective shift. And I was like, I need to just zone in. I need to, you know, apply that, give back, you know, work hard, have gratitude. And my perspective just dramatically changed when I came back. So traveling definitely helped. I was like one of, yep, that was like the first thing the year after I graduated. Well, I moved to California. And then I was like, I'm going to go and travel, give back. And when you give back, there's a type of joy that just like fulfills your heart. And it was adrenaline, joy, perspective. So that those things are so valuable and so important. 
Yeah, I love. No, hey, what are some other things people can do to give back? And and number one, I do want to say that you know experience is the best teacher. So it's so many things that people can do to just experience life and people and engage. That's amazing. So it's great that you bring that back. I think sometimes people feel like I, I can't give back. I'm a nobody. Let's say. What are some things that the everyday person can do to give back that you think, you know, uh, can be helpful? Because I absolutely do believe that when you, when you give back, it opens up just a new version of you, a better version of you. So what are some things that people can do to give back? Absolutely. Giving back, you can even implement it into like simple daily tasks. Like if you're walking outside, hold the door for someone. Give back joy. Say, have a great day. You know, when you see someone you know, say, how are you doing? You know, giving back, uplifting by applying like kindness, that gives back because right now we are such in a weird pandemic like phase that people need that, you know, that type of joy and that type of kindness. So just even simple tasks. Like another example is I, I am vegan. So for me, that's a way of making positive impact. Yes, positive impact with the world. There's so many health benefits. There's so much that you're doing for the environment, the world, animals. It's decreasing suffering through the smallest actions. And that's a way of give back, giving back too. And if you want to dive into organizations, either it being global or local, you can come up with different ideas that are fun and creative to give back with those organizations too. And maybe just send in an email to the director and be like, hey, try doing this or that and you never know you know what they could say so that's another way as well i love it it's funny you know you bring up like we're right in this weird vortex place you're like are you a nice person i don't know are you a nice person like that's like like immediately what's happening now with almost every engagement like you're hoping be like i'm not sure so again to jump out and just be that person that you hope is on the other side is a part of that world as well uh that prince did you have something i want to make sure i didn't uh, step on you on that one uh no no i didn't i, I was just happy that she said that she was vegan i'm plant-based and so um I, i've been seeing a lot of people you know um adopt this new regimen on on what they put into their bodies and uh, that was one of the reasons why i wanted to go plant-based is to give back you know to show a level of gratitude uh, it's just we are consuming so much meat that it's affecting our water supply. It's affecting uh, uh, there. Uh, it's it's affecting a, n- a number of other things as well. And so you know the biggest thing is the water supply because because when water becomes a, a commodity, uh, right now it's just a natural resource. But the minute it becomes a commodity and it's something uh, it's a, it's scarce, then you know, at some point in time, we'll be trying to figure out, you know, either to go to a new planet or, or how can we create more water, right? So, I thought it would be, it, it makes it made sense to become plant based, so so that way I'm not contributing to um, the exacerbation of, of, you know, Earth running out of out of its natural resources. So, yeah, that's awesome. Right now, I am still those who walk on plant based. So I'm. Uh... <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Walk up. Walk up. I'm getting better. I'm being more intense. I am. 
we're working on it. We we I'm gonna have some plans today. Getting better. Appreciate you, us. We'll, we'll be rooting for you. Thank you. That's, right. I need you to speak those things into my life. I work. I believe in speaking things into life. Speak more of that into my life. I'm gonna get on it. So, so Jordan, you also mentioned like a a mind of cheer, the author, mind of cheer. What inspired the book? Heck, what's your favorite part of the book? But what inspired it? What's your favorite part uh, of the book? Well, what inspired it was I was going through these transitions and learning these concepts and reflecting back on my past. And, you know, I, I zoned in on the space that I feel like a lot of people don't really acknowledge is definitely there. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of people come to say sports and they drive all of their energy or time focus on their sport. Well, the majority of their time. And for them, it's a community, it's a family. And when they step away from that and they are kind of confused of where to go or say they graduate and they're like, I don't really know what to do with my life, right? Like I channeled so much of my time and my energy with with what I love, my sport, right? And so for me, it's like I I did coaching, but it's it's different. Coaching is different than actually doing the sport, right? So I just was doing all these different things and I started doing things and I was reflecting, what am I doing now that I was doing in cheerleading? And how can I relate the two concepts into one to make it easier for the transition or to, you know, just keep having it part of your life, like the philosophy of truly in your life. So for me, I designed concepts. One of my favorite concepts is the bow, the purpose finding. So what I did is I, there's a concept by Ikigai, it's purpose finding, it's a Venn diagram. And I turned it into a bow, a cheerleading bow. So there's different parts of the bow. There's four different parts of the bow, okay? And that's where you channel in what you love, what helps the world. And then the center is the knot, okay? And that's your purpose. So the purpose is your bow. You're present, right? A bow is on the gift. You are the gift. And so it's being present with your purpose. So with that, what I want to tap into is with the bows, you have your purpose, right? But if you think about it, sometimes you have a pink bow for pink out games, or you have a black bow or a white bow for away or home games. And then that's when I thought, you know, it's important to know that being present with your purpose is good, but don't let your purpose be one thing. It's knowing that your purpose can change throughout your life, right? Like a bow, black, white bow. So it's like, Having that awareness is important because sometimes people zone in on one thing, like this is just my purpose, but it's important to know that it can change like throughout life, right? So that's one of the yeah. concepts I go into that I really, really like. So Yeah, that's powerful, you know, because it's funny. We People often talk about, hey, what they want to be when they grow up. And then you grow up and some folks are like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> but it's like, it's okay that to know that that is reinforced that, hey, your purpose changes. And as you evolve in life, your passion sometimes changes or, or, or shifts. So that's really yeah. powerful that that's mentioned. Thanks, so, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say your, your passion 
Uh, once you find your passion, that your passion leads to your purpose. And then your purpose becomes popular or you start making your purpose popular. Um, so I think that's really awesome. You know, how you said that is not, you know, we don't have just one purpose. We're not enamored to that one purpose and it can change. Because a lot of people are like, well, what's that one purpose? I need that one purpose in my life. And they, they are on a pursuit of a purpose for the rest of their life. And and you ask them 10 years later, like, what you doing? It's like, man, I'm still searching for my purpose. It's like, well, I thought you found it. Well, you know, <laughs> looking for that one big one, that one big one. And sometimes, you know, you need to have like smaller purposes so it can create um, a bigger purpose. So I think it's yeah. really awesome. That was very powerful that you mentioned that. Yeah. 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 What, what's your goal for the book, Jordan? Whose hands would you like that book to be in and how many hands? Yes. Definitely. You know, everyone can read it. It's for everyone. But the younger generations in particular, because when I was growing up, I didn't really know too much about meditation or purpose finding. You know, there's all these different things that I didn't know. So if we can incorporate that at like a younger age and just having this type of guidance, I feel like we'll relieve this space that's kind of not kind of scary, right? But if we're there to guide them and present it to them, I feel like they'll be more open-minded. They'll read it, they'll gain perspective, and they'll be like, okay, this can be a type of like transition. So really the younger generations, you know, I was like high schoolers, college, junior high, um, elementary, <laughs> meditation with all my kids. Really so cute. Um. <laughs> Yo, do, do, cheerleaders, do cheerleaders practice meditation? There are thousands across the country. I'm sure. Maybe I'm understating that. Is is that a regular yeah. practice in cheer? If you, do you know? I didn't do meditation when I was younger and in, in cheer. I I don't. I didn't meditate. No, I didn't really know anything about it. So, but I'm sure there are, I'm sure there's, you know, camp instructors who do it. I'm sure it's out there, but if we can make a general thing, I feel like that would be very powerful. And, you know, not only within their life, but, you know, with their routine or with whatever goal they're trying to accomplish, right? It's remove distractions, you know, zone in with yourself. Move. And then that kind of sets the space for you to take micro steps in accomplishing what your goal is later after the meditation. So I think that would be really powerful. Awesome. Um, nice. do, do you meditate yourself? Yes, I do. Yes. I do different types of meditations. Nice. I do. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do. How often do you do it? I do it almost every day. I try to, I definitely do a sleep meditation every day. And then I'll do like a parasympathetic meditation, which is more of like a resting but I think that's really important because I love doing a bunch of different things and I have to remember to just be, you know, still. So that's my main, but there's no. all different types of meditation. Nice. Yeah. yeah, no, you're so right. And I love that you said be still because a lot of times well, what we what we know uh, is go, 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 go. And people right. always say that's the solution to, oh, I'm having a problem. And, you know, they're like, I'm going 100 miles per hour and I can't stop. And someone's just like, well, keep going. It's just like, no, <laughs> they just said that yeah. they are going 100 miles per hour and they can't stop. And you tell them to keep going. No, you're, we have to start telling people and reminding people to be still 
because if you want to go in a new direction, you have to slow down and and figure out where the direction is and then go in that direction. So I think that's really incredible. Um, where did you learn about meditation? Did you learn about it whenever you went to India, um, when you, yeah. whenever you traveled? You did? So can you yeah. share a little bit of that? Like, what was that experience? Yeah. What, what was your heart racing? Were you like, oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm getting my E Pray Love on? Uh oh. Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> yes. So when I went to India, I would live in an organization called Global Dental Relief. And we would spend time in the clinic. And then we would have time to explore and then have like free time. Free time, and I would go. There was like a, a sofa on top of a mountain, and I would go, and I would see a monk with someone, and they would just be sitting there, and I'm like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> you know, like just you know, thinking, "What are they doing?" And then I was like interested in it. I was going to the yoga and meditation center in my free time <laughs> um, after the clinic, so I was just yeah, I learned a lot about it in India. Just you know, their, their mindset, their enlightenment there really, really touched my heart. For sure. I want to go, I want to go back there. <laughs> oh, so. I get chills when, when people speak about that, just how it touched their heart and how they were moved by it, you know, because your free time, a lot of times when we have free time, when we are in another place, we don't spend it like, you know, oh, wow, look, look how still he's sitting. I think I want to join. <laughs> You know, it's more like boring, like, uh, let's find something else to do. Where's my phone? Let me text so-and-so, you know, get on my WhatsApp and um, and find people. But I think that's really, really um, awesome. I think, you know, you have found your calling um, because you have to resonate with something like that to be able to participate in it. And and I think that was really awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Amazing. So I think, number one, I'm, I'm going to say this for you. I think every cheer person every cheerleader i want to make sure i'm using the right terminology what is the the correct terminology for all that is cheer if i was talking to what i say a cheerleader is that is that safe yeah okay saying that every cheerleader (laughs) should have a mind of cheer in their hands Mm. i don't know and i don't know how when when that's going to happen where it touches the last hand but maybe that's something that you know as people hear and watch this they're going to realize that they're younger son, daughter, what have you, who may be in need of just some cheer that they can take you home with them and read and learn the principles that'll take them beyond, you know, cheerleading and beyond, you know, the actual activity itself. So I'm just putting that out there in the ether because as you said before, and I absolutely believe that words have power. So specificity is paramount. So I'm going to see that. And uh, my last kind of question for you, you what advice would you give to the younger version of Jordan? definitely trust the universe you know definitely keep trusting that energy that's out there I believe when I was younger I did trust it I wasn't exactly sure what it was but I did trust this inner guidance and whatever you believe in either it being like the universe you know or God you know higher power energy whatever you believe in keep trusting it Keep following it. Know yourself. A lot of external things are happening out in the world, but zone in on yourself and that higher guidance that is helping you because it is looking out for you. So I definitely recommend, you know, 
trusting that. And I think you guys know what I'm what I'm talking about. It's that space within your heart or your your soul that you feel like there's something else watching you and it is. So that's definitely my, you know, recommendation recommendation, you know, to my younger self too, because a lot of things can happen and it can be tricky of what to trust. But when you trust something that's pure and good, keep trusting it too. And you can see it with like your mentors and your coaches, you know, when you have someone who you look up to, you know, and they've provided, you know, good advice and guidance, be aware of that and have that part of you too. You know, if you see them, do something good and you you know have that part of you too because we need that type of leadership and that guidance as well so i love it it really made me think like that that piece of you that never lies to you like sometimes it's tougher for people to get to or to find but when you were talking about like trusting you and like the inside like knowing that part it's like it's the depth of you that you know doesn't lie to you like sometimes we try to ignore it or we fall in love with, let's say, what media may be saying or what, you know, our influence may be saying. But that that piece was major. Prince, any final questions, thoughts, yeah. anything you like to share? Most definitely. Like, I love what you're doing, Jordan. I mean, you are contributing to uh, to making a difference in the world. And so I can second that anytime, any day. Uh, so yeah. you spoke about leadership. and. One of the things that we want to know and other athletes want to know is that when it comes to a a legacy and leaving your legacy behind, what is it that you want people to say about your legacy? I definitely want to be, you know, remembered as someone who is bringing positive impact with the world. I want joy, light, positive energy. I really just want to decrease, you know, suffering. I want to help the world. That's definitely my legacy is to create a shift that's positive and uplifting. So that's that's purely what I what I want is just positive impact with with our world. So that's the goal there. I love it. Short and sweet and to the point. Let them know. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Here we go. Hello. I, I didn't mean to rhyme, but it just came out. You know? I like it. You got it. Awesome. That's awesome. I dig it. Yo, so, Jordan, how can people learn more about you? How can they find you? How can they find your book? Yeah. They can definitely reach out to me. I am on social media. My Instagram is Jordan Brown was J R D N dot C R W N. Um, can reach out to me to me through social media, and then my book is on Amazon. It's the Mind of Cheer. You just type the Mind of Cheer, it'll show up on Amazon. You can get it in two days. You have time. So, and then also mindofcheer.com is my website. You can check out my site. Too. Love it, mindofcheer.com. Love it. Amazing. Any final words for the audience, Jordan? Any final words or thoughts for folks tuning in? I just hope you all have an amazing day. And, you know, every single day, take it as your day. So thank you guys for listening. And if you want to reach out to me, feel free. I'm always here and I'm always rooting for all of us to win. So thank you guys. Yeah, that's dope. And 
Prince, any final thoughts before you get out of here? Um, my final thoughts is go and get her book, one. Uh, right, two, practice mindfulness or meditation. You know, find some practice that you can stay consistent with so we can all cheer each other and uh, make the world a better place. You know, it's those small things that really amount to the big things. So uh, we just need to be mindful of that. And uh, when this uh, this pandemic, this weird pandemic that we're in, once it clears, like make traveling your first priority of, of, above anything else. So now, so you can get out and and explore the world and see what's what's out there. So your mind can open up and your heart can open up. And those are my final words. Awesome. I love it. Be what you want to see, folks. Be what you want to see. If for whatever reason you don't see it in your viewfinder, then create the vision yourself and watch the world change as you do. Thank you so very much, Jordan Brown, for being here, uh, for being with us and sharing, uh, your, for being so transparent and, and sharing your work with us and your expertise. I, I certainly look forward to the Mind of Cheer, and I'm sure everyone else does as well. For those of you all watching, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Game Beyond the Games you, YouTube's page. And you can join us every week, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Appreciate you all. Be good to yourselves and those around you. Peace. Peace, everybody. Make sure that you go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe as well. We are on there. If you can't see our beautiful faces, then you can hear our beautiful voices. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys have a good one. We love you. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, Check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.